Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be the second one. It's taken me a while to record this next one, but I've been pretty busy with just school and everything. But now that it's summer, we're going to just start ripping through these. So I figured to start it off, we'd uh, actually go with um, maybe just like a betting one. I know that that would appeal to a larger audience, I'd assume, than just a specific team. Uh, talking about the overall landscape of the NFL betting for this year. So obviously, there's not very many bets you could be making currently. You can uh, be doing the win total. So we'll be talking about basically going through every single win total and talking about which side I lean, whether over or under. Um, and then on top of that, we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of the seasonal bets, like some uh, season specials, like most yards, most passing yards, uh, most receiving yards, you, you know the drill. And then some make the playoff odds and then also some player prop like season awards. So um, yeah, without further ado, I guess let's just start out with uh, the win totals because that's, I think, what we're going to be aiming for the most. But um. So the first one, we're going to just go alphabetical order. So we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, their win total is over under nine and a half with a larger juice to the under at minus 160. And that's typically where I lean as well. Uh, playing in the NFC West division, I mean, they, they go up against the Rams twice. They play the AFC uh, West as well this year. So they're going to be playing the Chiefs, the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. I can see them very well losing all four of those games. I'm going to lean to the under nine and a half. It's at minus 160, so Vegas is favoring it to be an under season. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the under there. Uh, I don't think there's really any questions about that. They play Chiefs week one, so hopefully that gets off to a good start for my Chiefs. Now going on, we're going to go Atlanta Falcons. Um, They are four and a half, as they should be. They are not very good. They're going to be using Marcus Mariota at the quarterback position. Calvin Ridley is obviously suspended for the year for gambling, so – that's unfortunate. They're going to have Drake London in their first year, his first year. Kyle Pitts is going to be in his second year. But, I mean, I just don't see them being a good team in any facet of the word. Um, I project them to probably have a top two pick next year with the Texans. So I'm going to go under four and a half. It's minus 120. The over is at plus 100. So it's obviously a little bit favored to the under. But I'm going to go to the under in this one too. Um, they'll probably begin the quarterback in next year's draft, whether it be C.J. Strouder, Strouder, Strouder. One of the guys. Um, all right. So Baltimore Ravens is up next, um, over under nine and a half wins. I'm going to lean over on this one. I actually think that a solid bet would be for them to win their division. That's that's a, or excuse me, not yeah. Division. My bad. Uh, that's at a plus 200, but the odds for the over nine and a half is minus minus one thirty. So I lean that way too. I think they're going to be a great team this year. Um, well, obviously, they have the Bengals and the Browns. The Browns are going on with the Deshaun Watson, um, whether he's going to get suspended or not. I'd like to think that if they do figure it out before the season, he will get suspended eventually, and he'll probably get suspended for four or six games. So with that being said, I, I, I think Ravens take this division. I think they win more than nine and a half, and I'll be taking them at minus 130. All right, Buffalo Bills. Obviously, the favorites to win the Super Bowl. They have the largest over-under win total at 11 and a half. Um, overs juiced at minus one, 115 to minus 105 at the under. I'm going to lean over. Obviously, this is such a large win total that like you probably shouldn't be betting this. Just considering Josh Allen, let's say he goes down for three, two or three games, like just then and there, they, they might lose the win total just because of that. So I lean over. I think they're obviously the most well-developed team in football, probably the best team in football, and I'm going to lean over, but... Yeah. Next up, we got Carolina Panthers. Uh, there's this over under five and a half. I lean over five and a half at minus 125. 
Um, obviously, they're not a great team. With uh, the minimal draft capital they had in the draft, I think they did relatively good for what they had. I mean, they had their first-round pick. Uh, they went with, what, Charles Cross? And then they ended up getting um, some pretty decent value picks in the third and fourth. I believe they didn't even have a pick in the third, actually. They they actually had a first-rounder and then didn't have one. Have one. I'm going to wait over five and a half for this team. Um, next, we have the Chicago Bears. Um Gosh, I really did not like what the Chicago Bears did with their draft. Um, they obviously drafted Justin Fields for him to come in and be that next superstar quarterback for them. And yet in this next year, Pace and Eberflus decided to team and they went specifically with basically defense with their first two picks and uh, Gordon and Brisker. So I I lean under. I, I genuinely I heavily lean under at minus 105. I don't, I don't think they win more than five games, if I'm being honest. Uh, I think they'll have a top three pick. I think they're in there with the Falcons and the Texans for going to be one of the worst seasons in the league. So obviously let's hope that their rebuild um, for this year works out in the end. And hopefully Justin Fields can somewhat develop with the minimal assets he has around him. He's going to be throwing the ball to Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, uh, Cole Komet. I mean, there's just really nobody there. They got Vilas Jones in the third. He's 25 years old. Um, he really nothing, nothing, nothing than his, uh, I guess, athleticism and his speed. So I, I really lean under on this one. It's actually one of my favorite bets, uh, minus one Oh five under six and a half. So that's probably one of my favorite bets to place. Um, Cincinnati Bengals minus minus one ten for both sides. It's over under nine and a half. Um, I think the Bengals overachieved last year, um, Obviously, no one had them going to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, the Super people even had them going to the playoffs, but uh, it kind of worked out with just the, the amount of injuries the Ravens had last year. Uh, Steelers were just not very good with Big Ben. He's just He was just too old, not getting it done. And then, obviously, the Browns are the Browns. Baker Mayfield just hasn't been able to get it done for them. So, this year, realistically, though, I think that because they overachieved last year, that I think they'll regress back to – a little bit above average. I think they go under nine and a half. That's my personal opinion, but opinion, but opinion. Burrow and Jamar Chase. This team could win 11, 12 games if they really, if they really uh, turn on the burners in year uh, two of that connection. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave. But once again, just another one of those bets that I'm, I'm not too sure about. Next up, Dallas Cowboys, overall boys, overall boys, half wins, um, both minus 110. So there's really no. F- favorable side of this bet i'm gonna go under 10 and a half um i think that that division is up for grabs really um i personally like the eagles in that division but um under 10 and a half is what i'm gonna lean towards they lost amari cooper um their defense is not the greatest but i i just think that there's gonna be a lot of games within that uh nfc east division that are gonna be going the other way so um I'll lean under ten and a half. I do think they'll make the playoffs. I'm not sure if they're going to get that. If they're going to get that, if the, I think they're probably a nine or ten win team. Uh, Denver Broncos. Now this is pretty funny. The Denver Broncos are actually at a ten and a half over under, which is higher than the Chargers, which we'll get to in a little bit. But the Chargers are actually at ten. But I think the Broncos are going to smash this under ten and a half. I know they got Russell Wilson. They have a new regime with Hackett, but um. I just I don't I don't see them winning over ten and a half games. I um I actually could see them getting fourth in the division behind the Raiders, but I don't think they're gonna be better than the Chiefs or the uh, Chargers. So I lean under. 
I think that um, maybe year two will be a lot more beneficial for them. But in this first year of this new regime, I really lean under in the 10 and a half. And as does the market, as the market has under at minus 160. So Vegas is asking you to bet under. They're, they're thinking it's an under game, under season as well. So that's what I'll do. Detroit Lions. So I love what the Detroit Lions did in the draft. They were able to steal. They were able to steal. They were able to. I really do think the Jags should have got him at one. Trayvon Walker's obviously a lot more unproven. Maybe uh, from a physical standpoint, he's got the physical metrics to actually be better than Aiden Hutchinson. But currently on paper, Aiden Hutchinson is the much better player coming into the NFL in year one. So I'm going to lean over actually with them getting Jamison Williams. Jared Goff, obviously we know what Jared Goff is, but I really do think they're building a team that can actually be a winnable uh, team in the future, but I'm going to lean over six and a half, not by much, but I'm going to go over uh, six and a half for the Detroit lions. Next up, we have green Bay Packers over under 10 and a half uh, over is favored at minus minus one forty-five. So this one's tricky actually. Cause I mean, Aaron Rodgers really just does not have any weapons whatsoever. They lose Devonte Adams. They draft Christian Watson, but other than Christian Watson, they're going to have Alan Lazard as their number one. And, they got Sammy Watkins, but the Lizard King, man. The Lizard King's a strange dude. He's a weird fella, but I'm going to lean. Oh, man, this one's actually tricky. Ten and a half. I mean, realistically, looking at this, at this on paper, at this on paper, at this on looking at their schedule, their schedule is really not that difficult. Uh, the only teams that I think are going to be quite tricky for them is they play the Rams. They play the Bucks, but every other game, and they do play the Bills. So those are the three games that I'm going to go over. Looking at their schedule currently, like I'm going to go over. I think they probably split with the Vikings. I think they'll beat the Bears and the Lions both games. Um, yeah, their schedule is really not hard. They also played the NFC East. So once again, that's a pretty. Once again, that's a pretty. Once again, so I'm going to go over ten and a half at minus one forty five for them. Houston Texans um, over under once again, just like the Falcons four and a half. Like I said, I really think. Texans and Falcons will probably fight for the number one pick this season. Um, under four and a half is minus 175. So obviously Vegas is not giving much credibility to the Houston Texans either. Um, they don't see them winning very many games. I'm going to go under. I feel like I've been betting the favorite side of every single bet, basically, which feels weird, but I mean, that's what we're going to do. Um, under. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. So they go out and they get Carson Wentz last year. They trade decent draft capital for him, and then they go out and then they trade him away to the commanders, and then they go in and get Matt Ryan, who obviously I think Matt Ryan, regardless of where they are in their careers, I think Matt Ryan's a more competent and better quarterback than Carson Wentz was. So over-under is 9.5, over being um, minus 160. So, I mean, God, I keep going with the favorite side on every single pick, I feel like. But I think the Colts are a 10-11 win team. Uh, they're often uh, – they're often uh, Taylor's going into year three. I mean, no one can stop JT. He's an animal. Um, he's like the first overall pick in fantasy football. Um, I think with Matt Ryan under center that they're going to be a good, competent team and they'll be a playoff team and they'll probably win that division considering the Titans lost A.J. Brown and they're just kind of on the downhill decline. So I'm going to go over nine and a half, over nine and a half, over nine. Obviously, I'm going to tell you at the very end which bets I actually like placing because some of these just there's no value in the bets, but I'm going to go through every single team and tell you which side I lean. Um, so over nine and a half for me. 
Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. I mean, this is one that I can get behind and I'm pretty proud of. I I, I know the Jags. They, uh, I mean, as my good friend Nicholas Hauser, uh, big Jags guy, uh, he did not like the Trayvon Walker pick. He uh, much rather would have gone with Aiden Hutchinson. So Trent Balky, their GM, was the one who was adamant about getting Trayvon Walker there. He loved his um, physical tools and uh, – Loved what he could develop into, but uh, Shad Khan, their uh, GM, actually wanted uh, Aiden Hutchinson there at one, but the GM had priority and he picked Trayvon Walker. I think Aiden Hutchinson would have made this line even easier. I think he, um, so, but uh, yeah, I, that, I, I digress. Uh, the over under is six and a half for them. I like over. It's plus one hundred five. So you're getting, you're getting, you're getting this. I think the Jags are a seven or eight win team. I really do think that they are a lot better than a lot of people. A lot of people thought they were. Thought they were. Thought here it's just simply the fact that Urban Meyer came in and just did not know what the hell he was doing. He was an idiot. That was the terrible signing. He's a horrible coach and was just not the right pick for the job. Um, they bring in Doug Peterson. I really do think that he'll be able to help and develop Trevor Lawrence much better than what Urban Meyer did. And I think that we're going to see a very large jump in what. Trevor Lawrence can be in the NFL this year. So I lean Trevor Lawrence and the Jags to go over six and a half, win seven or eight games. They're also in the Texans division. I think they can take one from the Colts and or the Titans too. So I lean over six and a half. Next, we have my Kansas City Chiefs at over under 10 and a half, minus 110 both sides. So it's basically they're, they're, not, they're not leaning either way. I think it's a good line. I mean, we're playing – the NFC West, which is one of the best divisions in football. And then we obviously are the best division in football with every single team having an over-under win total of over eight. Um, I mean, this might be biased. We have Mahomes. I think we killed it in the draft. Um, I think we got pieces to replace Tyreek Hill with. Obviously, you can't replace Tyreek Hill, but what we did in our offseason to get other wide receivers, other wide receivers, I did like, and um, I think Sky Moore, maybe not in year one production-wise, but I think in the near future that Sky Moore can do some some of the things Tyreek Hill was able to do for us, and I'm really excited to see what he has in store for us. But I'm going to go over 10.5 for Chiefs. Um, this is going to probably kind of coincide with the fact that I think the Broncos are going to be um, a team that, uh, I guess, disappoints this year. So I'm going to go over on 10.5. Next, we have Raiders over under 8. Uh, over eight is minus one thirty. Under is eight. Uh, under eight is plus one ten. Um, I lean under. This division is so damn good. Um, I know they got a lot of key pieces. They have Devonte Adams now, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. So that offense is good. They just signed Derek Carr. Ca- excuse me, Derek Carr to that large uh, contract extension. So I'm gonna lean under. It's just the division is so brutal. And once again, I'm going to fall back on this every time. They do play the NFC West, so they're going to be taking on the Rams, Cardinals, and uh, the 49ers. I can see them losing all three of those games. I'm going to go under eight. I think they're going to be fourth in the division, and uh, I'm just going to go under eight. Um, Los Angeles Chargers, we have over under 10. I love what the Chargers did this draft or this offseason. I think they did decent in the draft, bringing in an offensive guard in Zion Johnson. Uh, making sure beef up this protect that Justin Herbert pick that they had. Um, so I'm going to go over 10 minus 110. Um, I really like the Chargers this year. I um, we'll talk about them later and some of the later bets I have. But um, 
I'm going to go over 10 and on the Chargers. Next, we got the other Los Angeles team. We got the Rams over under 10 and a half. Uh, Super Bowl champs, reigning Super Bowl champs. Uh, cannot wait for game one of this uh, season, uh, Thursday night. It's going to be Bills at Rams. I mean, that's that's going to be such a great game. Very excited for that one. I'm going to go over 10 and a half. It's actually plus 110. I think the Rams get it done. I think the Rams are going to be good again this year. Sean McVay is a great coach. Stafford's got some plenty of years left in him. They uh, go out and get Allen Robinson. They're still looking to re-sign OBJ. So if they find a way to sign OBJ also, I think this team's going to be awesome. They did lose a couple key uh, defensive players, but I'm not too worried about that. I think this team's still awesome. And I'm going to go over 10 and a half at plus 110. Dolphins. Ah. Eight and a half. This one eight and a half. This one eight and a half because a lot of people are high on the Dolphins, knowing that uh, they just got Tyreek Hill. They made a ton of acquisitions in the free agency process. They got Teron Armstead, uh, Connor Williams from the uh, Cowboys, I believe, and um, they do have a solid defense. They just got Melvin Ingram from us too. Uh, that was probably on Sunday. They just signed him, but they have a very solid team. But over eight and a half, under eight and a half. Um, minus one thirty, minus one thirty, minus one eight and a half, or plus one ten. Uh, it's really going to come down to their quarterback play. Tua, I just don't think. I don't see him making this next step in what his third year. It should be his third year. Yeah, I'm going to go under eight and a half. It's actually plus one ten, so there's a little bit of juice there. Uh, I don't mind that. I can see them winning more, but if I were a betting man, I could see. I'm going to bet under eight and a half. Uh, I can see Teddy Bridgewater um, starting this, uh, starting for this team within like six to eight games into the season. So under eight and a half is what I'm going to go with. Vikings, eight and a half as well. I like the Vikings a lot. Um, I think it was good to go away from, uh, excuse me, Zimmer. He was escaping my mind. I think it was good to go away from Zimmer. Um I think I think I think a half is what I lean. It's minus one thirty. I think Vikings will be a playoff team. I think they'll be rather good, and uh, I can actually see them taking that division from the Packers. But we'll talk about that later. Um, New England Patriots over under eight and a half. Eight and a half is uh, over minus one fifteen. Under is minus one hundred five. So slight lean to the under. I'm gonna go over eight and a half. Um, on paper uh most analysts had new england patriots far and away as the worst draft in the entire league this year uh cole strange at what picked 29 i believe it was picked 29 they traded back to the chiefs um he was one of the biggest reaches in the entire draft uh mcveigh made the joke that uh in like round three or round four mcveigh was looking at cole strange to get in the round three or four pick that the rams had that year but he went in the first so clearly they weren't they weren't going to get him. So that, that was one of the biggest reaches. They also, George Pickens and Sky Moore still left on the board, went with Tyquan Thornton at wide receiver in the second round. Bill's never been great at drafting, but my God, is he a good uh, NFL coach. So I, I'm always going to lean over when it comes to New England Patriots. Um, over 8.5, minus 115. That's what we're going to go with. All right, New Orleans Saints, over under 8.5. Over 8.5 is plus 115. Under 8.5, minus 135. I'm going to go over again. So now I'm finally, now I'm finally, now I'm plus odds where I'm, I'm feeling that these teams will impress more than what the market has them doing. So I'm going to go over 8.5 for them. Jameis Winston is going to be coming back. 
People love to give Jameis Winston a lot of shit. I think he's a better quarterback than many people think he is. Uh, he's going to have weapons this year. They just signed Jarvis Landry, uh, get Chris Olave. I think Trevor Penning was a, another sick um, signing for them, or not signing, but uh, pick in the draft. Um, I like what they did, get Tyron Matthew. They signed a lot of key pieces. They lost Teron Armstead, but Trevor Penning will come in and be able to replace him, not maybe at the extent that Teron Armstead was able to produce for them, but for a rookie, I think he'll be rather good. So I'm going to go over eight and a half here. We'll talk about the Saints later. I have a couple things to say about them later. Um, New York Giants, over under seven and a half. Now, I think this is the one of the easiest bets to make. Out of all of them, honestly. So I'm going to go under 7.5. It's at minus 160, so obviously markets favoring them to go under. I'm going to go there. I'll leave it at that. We're going to also talk about the Giants later. So Jets, we have over under 5.5. Now the Jets had one of the best drafts in the class this year. Uh, they were able to get Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, and Jermaine Johnson. Johnson, Johnson were projected that could have gone in the uh, top 10. Obviously, they had two top 10 picks, so they got two of those guys. And then they were able to trade up for Jermaine Johnson in the 20s and get him, which was one of the steals of the draft. Uh, I don't know if there's any question marks going around that name, but coming in, he looked great and was debated to be one of the top edge players in the draft. So to get him where they got him, I think was great value. They went on and had a solid draft throughout the rest of the uh, draft process. So I'm going to go over five and a half minus 160. So obviously the favorite to do. So I'm going to go over there. Eagles over under eight and a half. I'm going to hammer eight and a half. I love Eagles over eight and a half. I love what they did in the draft. Did in the draft. Did some great value picks. They were able to get into Kobe Dean out of Georgia. He's a linebacker um, in the third round. That was a steal. Uh, Jordan Davis in the first. And then they were able to trade um, – one of their picks to get AJ Brown and then they end up signing him to the long what four year 120 million contractor something along those lines maybe it's five I don't know something right around there but getting AJ Brown to go with Devontae Smith to peace with Jalen Hurts I mean Jalen Hurts has all the weapons in the world to um, succeed this year so it's really going to come down to whether Jalen Hurts can make that next jump because he did not play very well next last year he may be a great fantasy quarterback but real life he he has some tendencies to make some bad reads and make some inaccurate throws. So we're going to go over eight and a half minus half, minus one fifty. obviously favored. So yep. That's what we're doing. Next we have Steelers over under seven and a half. Now it's minus minus one ten both sides. There's no, there's no lean in the markets. So I'm going to go under seven and a half. I think Mitchell Trubisky ends up starting out of the gate for them. I don't think Kenny Pickett will come in right off the rip. Um, overall, Obviously, solid defense, tough division. AFC North one of the better divisions in the league. Um, I'm going to go under 7.5. I just don't think the quarterback play is going to be there this year. So maybe if Kenny Pickett can come in and produce off the rip, but I really don't think he will. I'm going to go under 7.5 for the Steelers. Now, 49ers, this is a tricky bet considering we do not really know the uh, current situation at quarterback there. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is still a 49er, still a 49er, still a 49er. They drafted Trey Lance at pick three. They traded all those picks to go up and get pick three. Um, it wasn't during the draft. Uh, they did that prior to the draft happening, but they, they traded up to get pick three. People thought it might be Mac Jones. They ended up getting Trey Lance. And from everything we've heard, they are not impressed with what Trey Lance has been able to show on the field, on the field, on the foul. Overs minus 145. I mean, this is one I'm not going to touch, but 
if Jimmy G is starting for them, I think I'm going to go over at minus 145. But if Trey Lance is there, I'd probably lean under nine and a half. Uh, he just really hasn't been able to prove anything. And from what I've heard from reports from uh, beat writers that in the San Francisco camp, uh, it doesn't seem like they're too happy with what he's been able to show them. So I'm going to go under nine and a half plus 125 currently, but that's me anticipating that Trey Lance will be the starter for majority of the season. If things change, I might lean to the over nine and a half, which is the minus one forty five line. But yeah, we'll leave it at that. Seahawks over under five and a half. The Seahawks are going to suck. Um, let's put it. Let's just put it that way. They are not going to be good. Drew Locke, Mizzou alumni, but he is horrible. I've I've been saying it from the get go. Drew Locke is not a good quarterback. He is a fool. So I'm going to go under five and a half at plus one fifteen. Um, I think DK's gone after this uh, this year, um, but yep, I'm gonna go under. Alrighty. Now that I think about it, I'm I, I definitely messed up. I'm pretty sure Akeem Akeem Aquanu went to the Panthers. I said Charles Cross earlier. I'm pretty sure the Seahawks got Charles Cross at pick nine. So my apologies if earlier you heard me say Charles. You heard me say Charles. You heard me say, just not who they got. They got Akeem Aquanu. I just wanna I'm gonna make sure. I feel like an idiot now. Yeah, Pete Akeem Aquanu went to the uh, Panthers. So my apologies earlier. I'm a fool. Right as I saw the Seahawks, I was like, no, they they actually got Charles Cross. So I'm I'm gonna correct myself there. All right, going forward, Tampa Bay Bucks. They also with the Bills have the highest win total at over under eleven and a half. They are in one of the worst divisions. They play the Falcons and Panthers twice. The Saints. I'm gonna go over eleven and a half at minus one ten. Brady coming back. They really don't lose very many pieces. Um, with uh, B.A. retiring, uh, I still don't think it'll mean much. So let's go over 11.5 and, and let's just not think about it. Titans over under 9.5. I'm going to go under here at minus 140. Uh, Titans lost A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry's only getting older. Um, obviously, Derrick Henry's an outlier when it comes to production at the running back uh, position. But um, I think eventually and sooner rather than later that Derrick Henry is going to begin to start to regress. But um, I'm going to lean under 9.5. They get Traylon Burks to attempt to replace that um, A.J. Brown wide receiver spot. But um, they lose Julio Jones also. They get Robert Woods though. But once again, I, I think Robert Woods is just – we know what he is. He's just a solid wide receiver too. So nothing more than that. And then finally, here we are. Washington Commanders over under eight and a half. We talked about the Carson Wentz trade earlier. They go out and get Jahan Dotson and I believe pick 15. That's what pick they had. Uh, obviously they have Scary Terry. Chase Young's going to be coming back off that injury. We'll talk about Chase Young later. But um, over under eight and a half. Ah, this is this is another one of those tricky lines. Just considering they're in the NFCE, NFCE, and that division is just so every single year just so sporadic. You never know what's going to happen there. Over under eight and a half. I I really do see them as an eight win team, seven or eight win team. Oh, I mean, once again, I'm going to go with the the favorite at minus one seventy under, but I'm going to lean under eight and a half, and. We'll leave it at that. So, yeah, that was the last team for the win totals. We're going to go on to talk about Super Bowl odds. Um, obviously, I'm not going to 
really pick any of the favorites. If you want to pick a favorite, you can pick a favorite. I'm sure it's when it comes to picking favorites, what what you should do is if you want to bet the Bills at plus six fifty, bet the Bucks at seven fifty, Chiefs at nine fifty. I mean, typically, if you're gonna bet them at plus six, if you're gonna bet them at any point, you might as well bet them now because the farther the season goes in, unless there's a catastrophic injury to Josh Allen, Mahomes, or jo- um, Tom Brady, these lines are only gonna get smaller and smaller throughout the year. So if you want to bet them now, you, or if you want to bet them eventually, just bet them now. Just bet the Bills at plus. Bet the Bills at plus. Bet the, bet the Bucks at plus seven fifty now. Because by the time the actual playoffs come about, and these two are most likely probably one or two seeds, uh, their their odds are just going to be smaller. And you can always hedge if you really need to, because they're going to be favorites in every single probably playoff game they play. So you can always bet against them at the money line for whatever the other team is and hedge to make sure you make some money. Um, So we're going to look a little farther down at some like picks that I think there's some decent value in. Chargers at plus 1,600 I love. Um. I think the Chargers are going to be so good this year. Um, I've loved, I loved what they've done in their offseason, and I think plus 1,600 there is a great pick. Um, moving forward, I think it's a plus 2,000, but I just don't think Lamar Jackson's a quarterback that can go and win a Super Bowl, so we're going to leave it at that. I don't think we're going to take that one. And then farther down the line, these are two of the teams I wanted to talk about. The Eagles at plus 3,500 and the Minnesota Vikings at plus 4,000. Now, do I really think they're going to win the Super Bowl, or do I think there's a chance they win the Super Bowl? I mean, not really. I Not really. I Not really. But when you're getting these 3,500 and plus 4,000 odds, realistically, if these teams make the actual playoffs, you can just hedge, and you'll guarantee to make money. Because I both I see both the Eagles and the Vikings, respectively, making the playoffs, if not winning their divisions outright. So let's say if they can, if they can win one playoff game, in the actual playoffs, you can even even if they don't, you can just essentially if they make the playoffs, 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 way through and guarantee yourself to make money. Because I don't think the Vikings or Eagles are going to be favorites in very many uh, playoff games they have. So you can just bet. Let's say Vikings are plus one eighty in their first game to uh, win or something. You can just bet on the minus two twenty line at like three hundred dollars if you put a hundred dollars on the Vikings and. Progressively, if they win and they win and they win, you'll eventually make money on either side of the coin, which whichever way you're going. So, Vikings at plus four thousand, Eagles at plus thirty five hundred. I think are both great bets for hedging if they make the uh, actual playoffs. So, I do think they make the playoffs, and that's why I'm telling you to take those. Now, I don't really see any other lines farther than that. Jags at plus twelve thousand. Uh, I love the Jags. I always root for the Jags, um, but. I'm not going to tell you to take Jags plus 12,000. All right, let's go to conference and division. Conference and division. Conference, I'm going to look at the champion. I'm not going to look at the, the conference winners, but we're going to go through divisions. Um, ASC East, Bills are minus 180. There's really no value in that. Um, I think Bills obviously take that division. We're not going to talk about that one. AFC North, this is this was one that I said we'd get to and talk about. Ravens, plus 200. Browns, plus 200. Bengals, plus 210. So they're all just really toss-ups. I mean, you could pick any any one of these, and they basically give you the same amount, same odds, with a looming suspension for Deshaun Watson and regression that I have baked into the Bengals this year. I'm going to go Ravens plus two hundred with this one. I really do like this pick. Um, I think the Ravens had an absolutely awesome draft, uh, if not the best draft in the entire league. From many analysts' uh, standpoints, they did have one of the best drafts in the league. So, I'm going to go Ravens plus two hundred for division winner. I really like that pick. That's actually one of my favorite picks. 
Division winner, Colts minus 105, Titans plus 145, Jags plus 700. Obviously, Colts are favored. I like the Colts to win this division, but this is where I'll talk about the Jags. I really do think with such a bad division that each one of these teams could win eight or nine games. Um, Jags at plus 700, I think is good value. If you wanted to rock it and throw 10, 25 bucks on it or something, I would not be against that. Division winner. Um, I'm not going to tell you to take this. Unfortunately, uh, AFC West, Chargers plus 240. I like that a lot. Chiefs are plus 155. Denver is plus 260. Raiders are plus 700. I'm throwing the Bronco. I'm throwing the Bronco. I'm throwing the war. Realistically, it's Chargers or Chiefs for me. As much as I am a Chiefs fan, I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to tell you what I think there is value in, and I think there's some value in the Chargers plus 240. I love their win total over, and I love them here at plus 240 to win the division. Um, wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs win, obviously, but I think it's basically a toss-up between them and them and the Chargers, and at plus 155, you can get plus 240 on the other side of the coin with the Chargers, so there's just better value in that pick. NFC East, Cowboys plus 105, Eagles plus 240, Commanders plus 450, and the Giants plus 700. I like the Eagles here, plus 240. I think they win the division. I think the Amari Cooper loss for the Cowboys is going to be a lot larger of an impact than many people may think. Obviously, I can still see the Cowboys winning this division, but when it comes to terms of value, plus 240, I like the Eagles. I like them to go over their win total as well, so we'll go with that. NFC North, division winner, Packers minus 170, Vikings plus 280, Lions plus 850, Bears plus 950. Um, I don't really want to bet this one, but I can see Vikings taking this division, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about anything. I think I think we'll just leave it at that. I say I can see Vikings winning it, but I'm not gonna bet any of those bets. Uh, Tampa Bay is minus three twenty for their division, so I think the NFC South is just untouchable. Uh, we'll just we'll just say Bucks obvious favorite. Now this next one NFC West Rams are plus one forty. Niners plus 185, Cardinals plus 310, Seahawks are plus 1,000. I mean, I, I I don't really see a realistic way the Rams don't win this division. I think getting them at plus 140 is pretty decent. Obviously, they have good teams to play against with the 49ers and the Cardinals, and they're obviously also playing the AFC West for this year. But obviously, the 49ers, Cardinals, and Seahawks all have to play the AFC West too. So I don't think that really changes the difference when it comes to who's going to win this division. I like Rams plus 140. That's actually a pretty good bet now that I'm looking at it. I haven't really looked at it until now too in-depthly, but yeah, Rams plus 140 is pretty damn good. We'll roll with that. So those are the division winners that I'm going to talk about. Now let's go to some player props and season awards to end it off. So most regular season passing yards. There's four people tied at first for plus 800. Mahomes, Herbert, Brady, and Stafford. Now, if I were to bet any of these, I would probably go with Brady or Mahomes, probably leaning Mahomes, a little biased, probably biased, probably biased about any of those. I would probably take Mahomes if I could take anybody. Um, Dak Prescott at plus, plus 1,200 I like. Um, obviously, I've kind of been down on what I expect for the Cowboys overall, but from a passing yard standpoint, I think Dak Prescott's going to be throwing the ball a lot. Zeke has just became more and more inefficient in his run game. So I like Dak to sling the ball. As we saw two years ago before he got his bad injury, 
I mean, he was throwing for 400 and something yards per game and was on pace to destroy the passing yards record. So obviously they lose Amari Cooper, but with CD Lamb coming into his year three and Michael Gallup in that contract extension, I think both of those guys will play quite well, quite well. And I like Dak Prescott at plus 1200. So that, that's one of the picks. And then farther down the farther down the farther just coincides with a lot of the stuff I was talking about earlier. Trevor Lawrence at plus 3000. I do like those odds. But I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to go to my main man, Jameis Winston, here at plus 5,000. Now, this is obviously probably a pretty stupid bet. I've always been a lot higher on Jameis Winston than other people. But if we do go back to, I believe, what is his final year in, at, at the box, um, he did have the most passing yards in the entire se- uh, league that season. But it's because he just he throws the ball – with just no regard for human life. He he just chucks it downfield. He's the, he's the, he's the definition of a go up and get it guy. Uh so was Phil Rivers in the uh ending seasons of his uh f- his career. Um it was pretty inter- entertaining to watch Phil Rivers throw a deep ball. It looked like he was in quite a bit of pain. But Jameis Winston at plus 5000, them getting Jarvis, drafting Chris Olave. I know there's rumors that Michael Thomas might not even be ready f- to come back from his injury week 1. I don't know what the deal is with Michael Thomas, but if I were to take a long shot, long shot that's over plus like three thousand odds, other than Trevor Lawrence, I would say Jameis Winston plus five thousand. Just knowing the quarterback he is, knowing Sean Payton's gone, I think that he'll be on a on a, of a leash now that Sean Payton's gone. But Jameis Winston plus five thousand, I like. Now, no, we're gonna stay on. Okay, rushing yards. Jonathan Taylor and Henry are both the favorites, as they should be, plus 600. If I'm going to bet this thing, I'm going to bet Jonathan Taylor at plus 600 or Nick Chubb at plus 900. I mean, those are the two that I think have the best chance to actually win this rushing yard award. Jonathan Taylor is obviously the favorite for a reason. He's an absolute animal. Nick Chubb's plus 900, so he's not too far off being a favorite. Uh, Him and Dalvin Cook are both tied for the second highest odds at plus 900. And then after that, it just gets a little farther down the line, and there's really no one else except for I do like this one person, Javante Williams at plus 2,000. Now, I know I've been down on the Broncos, but Javante Williams coming into his second year in a better offense now that Russell Wilson's under center, I do believe that there's a realistic chance that Javante Williams could have an absolutely monster season. Uh, he's a great running back. Melvin Ingram – I always say Melvin Ingram when I'm talking about Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is getting older. He's not the best runner, but I he's gonna he's gonna he I would assume, but I do like Javante Williams at plus two thousand. I think that's one of those value picks that I would bet just to see what happens. I wouldn't bank on it, but I do like Javante at plus two thousand. I think those are pretty some some pretty solid odds. Um, other than that, there's really no one else. I mean, when it comes to running backs and wide receivers, there's not very many long shots that actually have like a feasible chance of doing this. Uh, most receiving yards, Cup and Jefferson tied at plus 900. Then we got three, Chase, Kelsey, and Adams at plus 1,200. If I'm going to bet anybody, I'm going to bet Jamar Chase. That guy is a freak of nature. Um, That's who I would take to lead the league in receiving yards coming into his second year. I mean, we saw what he did. And then piggybacking off the Dak Prescott, most passing yards. If he's going to be, if he's somebody that I can think has a possible chance of being the highest passing yards uh, quarterback, I think that's going to have to go with one of his wide receivers being the beneficiary of a lot of these yards. I'm going to go CD Lamb at plus 2,000. 
I really like those odds as well. Um, I think there's some good value in that. And then going down the line, there's really no one else I like here. DK Metcalf at the plus 3,500 and Keenan Allen at plus 3,500 are the only two other people that I realistically would even put a bet on, but I'm, I'm not going to. So we're going to leave it at that. I'd go Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb. Those are my two favorites. MVP, um, I don't really want to bet an MVP player. MVP is kind of just a toss-up because it really depends on just how your team did in comparison to last year, I guess. So if I were to bet anybody, it'd be probably Justin Herbert at plus 1,000. Mahomes and Josh Allen are plus 700. Those are the favorites. Brady's at 800. I'm just looking down the line. Yeah, no one really else I want to talk about. All right, defensive player of the year. Should probably just be given to Aaron Donald every year, but he's plus 800. Miles Garrett's plus 600. TJ Watts plus 700. We got Parsons here at plus 1,000. I'm not going to take any of these favorites. Obviously, just the value is a little thin when it comes to those players, but if I were to bet somebody, it would be Chase Young. I said we'd talk about Chase Young later. Chase Young at plus 2,500 coming off that injury. I really do like his chances to uh, produce and be a dominant force on the defensive line for the commanders i'd go chase young plus 2500 that's my favorite pick value wise now let's keep going comeback player of the year now i also wanted to bring up chase young for this argument as well at plus uh 25 or let's see what he is yeah he's plus 1600 for comeback player of the year so he's got better odds at comeback player of the year than he does actual defensive uh mvp or defensive player of the year i don't know why i said mvp um He's a plus 1,600. I did a little research, and the last time that a quarterback or wide receiver did not win the Comeback Player of the Year award was in 2015 with Eric Berry. And then going farther back than that, then the next last time that a defensive player won the Comeback Player of the Year award was 2007. So that's why I like Chase Young at plus 2,500 more so to win Defensive Player of the Year than I do to like like him at Comeback Player of the Year at plus 1,600. 100, 100. I don't really know how the awards situation works when it comes to if somebody wins the defensive player of the year, if they just automatically out of the equation for comeback player of the year, so on. I would say Chase Young at plus 1,600 I like, but if I'm going to bet anything, it would be Jameis Winston at plus 700. He's got weapons around him. I like what they did in the offseason. I would take Jameis Winston at plus 700. Derrick Henry's obviously the favorite at plus 350. I've talked about Derrick Henry, my thoughts on him. I like Jameis Winston at plus 700. That would be my bet. And then finally, let's go to rookie of the year. So Kenny Pickett's plus 500. Drake London and Trey Lomberg's plus 700. Brees Hall at 800. Christian Watson, 800. So on and so forth. I mean, majority of the time, rookie of the year goes to a quarterback realistically the only quarterback that's going to be playing this year for over eight games is Kenny Pickett. So he's clearly the favorite because of that. I don't think he's going to play. I think they, they might just ride with Mitch Trubisky for most of the season. So because of that, I'm going to go Brees Hall for the Jets plus 800. I think Brees Hall is going to be an animal. It's really going to depend on how much of the uh, share he gets in comparison to uh, Michael Carter. Um, but I think he's the overall better running back, and I think that hopefully they'll realize that from an early standpoint and get him the ball more frequently, and hopefully he can turn into just a three-down running back. All right, Defensive Rookie of the Year, we're going to end it off with this. Aiden Hutchinson, plus 500, Kayvon Thibodeau, 
plus 550. Those are the two picks I would go with. I'd go Aiden Hutchinson. He came into the draft being the most polished and NFL-ready player in the entire draft. I would just, I would just, I would just ship and bet, bet the favorite Aiden Hutchinson plus 500. So that's who I'd go with. Now, finally, I'm going to go back and kind of just talk about, oh, there is one more thing I want to talk about. Make the playoffs. This is the lock of the century. It's minus 230. So obviously you're going to risk a lot to win a little less, but I think this is the absolute lock of the century. New York Giants to make the playoffs. No is minus 230. I don't think there is any outcome in the entire NFL unless Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, and Carson Wentz literally all sever their legs. There is no chance the Giants are making the playoffs. No minus 230 is the lock of the century. Bet your house on it. Minus 230. Bet your house on it. Bet your life savings on it. That's a lock. That is what I'm going to go with. Minus 230. That is my lock of the entire year. I was talking to a Giants fan before this, and I told him about it, and he's like, dude, no, you're, you're wrong. Like, no, I am right. There's a 0% chance. There's a 1% chance the Giants make this make the playoffs. So that's our lock of the year. That's our lock of the year. Lock and ship it away. Now we're going to go back to win totals. I'm going to talk about the uh, the uh, those I truly think I like the most. Eagles over eight and a half, over eight and a half, over. Love that one. I think that one's a lock. It's minus one fifty, so there's really just not good value there. So I'm going to just leave. I'm just going to leave that one. But Ravens, Ravens over nine and a half, minus one thirty. That's one of my favorites. Let's keep going down the line. Bears under six and a half, minus one hundred five. Love that one. I would say Broncos under 10 and a half, but it's minus 160, so we're not going to talk about that. I want to talk about that. I want to talk way that we're not going to talk about the minus 150 line for the Eagles. Um, let's keep going. Jags over six and a half, plus 105. Another one I really like. Chargers over 10, minus 110. Love that one. That's our – That's our. do one more. We'll do one more that I really do like. Um. It might end up – we might just have to go – I'm scrolling through just looking at all these lines and telling you which one I like the most. Um, we're, We'll go back up. And then we're going to go Vikings over 8.5 minus 130. So Vikings over 8.5, Ravens over 9.5, Jags over um, 6.5, Chargers over 10, and then Bears under 6.5. Those are, those are going to be a lo- our locks. I guess not locks. Those are going to be my favorite picks out of all the win totals. Obviously, these are subject to change based on what we get in training camp reports and preseason and whatnot. So these will probably move around, especially the values on the over and the underlines. So if I were to, if I were to, if I were to bet anything, it would be the Ravens over and the Bears under. I'm so confident the Bears win five or less games. Um so yeah, this is this is the second podcast. Um, like I said, we're going into summer, going into summer, going into now. I really don't have much to do. I'm gonna be trying to pump out at least one or two podcasts per week. Hopefully two. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to rally myself to get under and get get two going each each week. Uh, we'll we'll see how that goes throughout the throughout the process of the summer. So let's hope for two a week. But next week. 
If not, I'm going to be posting a podcast for sure. And I think it might be breaking down the Bears offseason, really. I think it's going to be breaking down the Bears offseason. Um, I'm going to try to think of some other fun ways to do some fun things on the podcast. I definitely want to bring some people in and talk to people about their specific team and kind of ask them some questions about it. I think that would be fun and entertaining. Um, so with that being said, um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Episode two done. Uh, really like talking about these things. I think it's very entertaining. I, I love sports betting, so it's always entertaining for me to talk about these things. And I hope you guys enjoyed. So have a good rest of your day and take care. Uh, adios.